Welcome to the latest installment of State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University. I'm your host, Greg Rakestraw, joined, as always, by the Baz from the Bash. That would be Bob Sambazzi joining us. Hello, my friend. How are you? Good day. Just great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Let's talk about the games that we saw first on uh, Friday night, as amazingly. We are now already through week number seven of the high school football season. Your game was? We had the uh, Wabash Apache and the North Miami contest that uh, Wabash uh, come from behind to get a big win uh, at Alumni Field of Campus of Wabash High School, and it was uh, a typical TRC football game. How so? Well, from the standpoint, you don't know who's going to win. I mean, it's one of those things, they're so evenly matched, and whoever puts the ball on the ground, the opposition gets to pick it up and score. And that's what happened numerous times as North Miami put the ball on the ground three different times. What happened? Wabash scores three different times on the turnovers. Evenly matched. I'm not sure that has ever been more applicable to the Metropolitan Scholastic Conference than it is this year. I'm actually going to talk about the game that I didn't do, and then I'll talk about the game that I did do on Friday night for the ISC Sports Network. I'm not sure if my grammar was properly there, but I apologize for that. Uh, The best example of this year in the MIC I can give you is the fact that Lawrence North lost 24-23 to Warren Central. They are now 0-5 in league play. They have won one league game in the last three years. So in the last 19 league matches they have played, they're 1-18. Yet they led for the majority of that game, and it took Warren, who is in first place, now 5-1 and one in league action, and will play for the league title on Friday night. It took them until a minute and a second left to go to get the decisive score in that game. So literally the difference between 1-8 through eight in that league is one point. And there's never been a year like this in now the 24-year history of the Metropolitan Interscholastic Conference, the game that I had the pleasure of calling on the ISC Sports Network, saw Ben Davis knock off Carmel by a score of 27-14. to A pick six late in that game helped set the final score in that contest. Ben Davis scored on their first four possessions of the game, alternating touchdowns and field goals. They scored in their first play of the game, a 77-yard scramble by Trent Gibson. Their only points in the second half, said pick six from Dalen Carnell. Carmel is now four and three. Uh, They have uh, now lost twice in league play. They're not out of the hunt for the league title because they play Warren Central coming up on Friday night, and we'll talk more about that game coming up in just a matter of moments. So those are a couple of the big results as far as the six A's are concerned in Indianapolis. But let's go to Fort Wayne because, again, the 6A schools and the 5A schools in the Summit, I think, are really good this year. But I'm not sure anybody's better than Homestead. They beat Carroll 42-15. Well, we were just talking before the fact that uh, Homestead and Carroll, they don't like each other. And and when those two get together – uh, it's a slobber knocker. Just no other way to describe it. You got the big quarterback coming out of Homestead that sees over everybody at six six, big arm, throws for three plus again, and has another great night and comes up with a big win. Funny, I, I heard his name mentioned by a, a college basketball coach friend of mine, and I don't think I can mention the name, but uh, his his name came up in conversation a few days ago about another sport that he plays. Wow. So a multi-sport athlete, which is something we're going to talk about a couple of different times on the program today from the northeast corner to the northwest corner. I think little doubt the two best teams in the region are Merrillville and Valpo, and it's the team that is a potential state championship candidate in 5A that squeaks by a team that could go far in 6A. Vikings beat the Pirates 29-28 as Valparaiso downs Merrillville. 
balanced on their offense. Uh, 200 yards thrown, uh, 150 yards running. Uh, they win by one. Uh, just a whale of a football game taken on. Maribel Valparaiso coming out on top. Uh, this is an outstanding outstanding football game. It's going to be interesting to watch a football team. It's going to be interesting to watch them progress through tournament play. Just remember Valpo made the semi-state last year yeah. and gave Carmel everything they could handle before the Greyhounds made the state final. Uh, and now Valparaiso number two in 5A would not see New Pal nor Cathedral until a state championship game. Bishop Dwinger could be waiting for Valparaiso. And as far as Maribel is concerned, I still think they could be the representative out of the North because Carmel has had issues at quarterback. We see how good Homestead is. Nobody's going to sleep on Snyder. Penn is really down by their lofty standards. So even though Merrillville lost that game Friday night, mm -hmm. don't take that as an indication that they are incapable of making a deep tournament run. And it's going to be interesting, too, as you watch them, and you brought up Snyder's name a second ago, uh, there's another team co going to come out of the north. And yep. we said here, late in the season, tournament draws next week, right? Correct. And, and so you got to look at them, but they just aren't the Snyder of old. But one thing they have, Coach, is still there, and, and this is a very – talented, very smart football team from Snyder, but so is uh, the rest of the North. Let's get to 5A. New Pal did what was expected against Shelbyville. Frankly, people thought they might score more than 63 points. Uh, they win 63-0. Uh, New Pal may have a similar result against Newcastle this week, and then business will pick up to some degree with Delta, whom they're going to play in week number nine. How about Cathedral beating Louisville Trinity 28-7? Anytime you beat Trinity, that's impressive. Remember, Trinity beat Carmel and Warren Central to start the year, and Cathedral beats them. And a lot of people that were there say it maybe was even a little more of a spread than 21 points would indicate. And that is interesting, as we talked about that game all year long with yep. Trinity and the other Indiana schools, and then for Cathedral to come up there and pop them 28-7, to uh, that's a huge win, but it also kind of sets the tone on what's getting ready to come up. One other game in 5A that I want to reference, it is Harrison beating McCutcheon 42-14. to and so much of the discussion in 5A, and rightfully so, centers around Valpo, New Pal, Cathedral, Dwinger. Concord was beaten for the first time on Friday night. I do think there's a big four in 5A. I'm not so sure that Harrison isn't the next best team of that group. Their losses are to Lafayette Jeff, ranked number two in 6A, mm. and to Westfield, which has been in and out of the top 10 in 6A as well. Terry Peebles' team, I think, is really good. They're a solid defensive football team. Put up some points against Lafayette, Jeff. Don't sleep on the Raiders. They won their first sectional last year in 24 years. Ran in a new pal in the regional. That wouldn't happen this time around. Harrison might go far in the 5A Well, tournament. you got to look what they did. They, Like you said, they put in up 42 points over the weekend. And when you've got the defense they've got, now the offense is starting to really click and come to the forefront. This is going to be a team you cannot, as you said, sleep on. In 4A, we talked about this last week. Number one, New Prairie is going to get their toughest test of the season. They beat Penn 21-17. And again, by those that follow the Kingsmen closer than I do, they have said, hey, this is not your typical Penn team. Mm -hmm. Don't care. 4A versus 6A, a powerhouse program. That is a huge win for Russ Radke. Well, team. Russ Radke team, once again, we talked about that last week with him at the helm of New Prairie now and what they've done. He will get them ready no matter who they're going to play, a 6A or a 1A. 
you're going to have to really come play against a very tough new uh, Prairie team. A couple of ranked teams, in fact, three of them in 4A loss last week. Memorial fell for the first time, beaten by Evansville Central in double overtime 23-20. That's last year's 4A runner-up beating this year's, or last year's 3A runner-up, and they are both in 4A and both in the same sectional this time around. Whiteland beat Mooresville 17-13. That's the second conference loss for Mike Gillen's team. But in a league where defense is seemingly optional in the mid-state, Darren Fisher's Whiteland Warrior Ball Club plays some defense and gets a victory. Well, defense, I mean, good grief. They've got to get a honed out. Plain and simple, if they don't, there's going to be a, a big issue come tournament. The one thing I'll say is this. Mooresville's two losses, both to 5A competition. They're in 4A. They're still a team, I think, the Pioneers. That could go far except they do run into East Central in a sectional now. Last year, that would have been a semi-state matchup. And Delta lost to Pendleton Heights. Good win for Jed Richmond and the Arabians. Again, Delta still has the big game coming up with New Pal in week number nine, but uh, Delta falls for the first time this year. 3A number one handed it to 2A number one. I don't think that was overly a surprise. 58-21. Don't take that as a sign that Kingsmen are not as good as we thought they were. That's simply how good Westside is. I talked to some people uh, that uh, were at that game, and they said, wow. That was the word they used to describe West Lafayette. Wow. And they really felt uh, Cass, as I did, would really give them a game, but they said, no, uh, West, West Lafayette's really that good. And West Lafayette lost multiple Division One yeah. players off of last year's team, like George Karloftis, uh, Maurice Woodard now playing at Ball State, other kids that are playing small college football, Kyle Adams, Yanni Karloftis, and guys that were backups. That, that's kind of who returned for, for, for Shane Fry, and Westside is exceedingly good again. But the other big game that deserves a mention in 3A, how about the two-week stretch that Heritage Hills has had, beating Gibson Southern and Southridge, two ranked 3A teams, and neither game, Bob, was close. Yeah, I guess you ask yourself why. Why Why is it to that point now? What took so long really to uh, uh, come up in everybody's thought process? Because even the guys up north are talking about Heritage Hills. Remember, this is the program that produced players like Ken Dilger, Jay Cutler, <laughs> John Goldsberry that played at Purdue and played with the Buffalo Bills. I'm not sure if there's any pros on this team, but it is the best team the Patriots have had wow. easily in over a decade. Other result that I want to share from 3A, Pioneer, only losses to Lewis Cass. They beat Knox by a score of 12-7. to Quickly looking uh, as far as 2A and 1A is concerned, Eastern Hancock, a quality win over Monroe Central. All three of Monroe Central's losses this year have come to rank competition. And then finally in 1A, Big game in the Wabash River Athletic Conference. North Vermillion, last year's 1A runner-up, beats Park Heritage 42-36. Those two will see each other again at some point in the sectional. They put the points up on the board just to make sure the lights are working. Uh, the scoreboard was fully checked, <laughs> I think, in week number seven. Uh, again, they'll get together at some point in time down the road. So there you go. The big games from week number seven across the state of Indiana. We'll take this quick timeout. We'll come back and look at the major matchups in week number eight. I cannot believe we are this far into the season already. You are just getting started enjoying the program that is State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University. I've always been really good at math and science, and I knew I wanted to work in healthcare, but not as a doctor. So I chose Lawrence Tech's biomedical engineering program. I've pushed myself to take internships, like this one, at a hospital in an orthopedic research lab. Thanks to Lawrence Tech's unique, hands-on style of education, I'm graduating with a published research paper and a job. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare.
Thanks to the guys behind the scenes. Thanks to the executive producer of this program and Chris Landis. And thanks to Greg Mash from the ISC Sports Network. These are our home studios to produce the show each and every week. This program debuts through the various social media channels of State Champs Indiana Wednesdays at 5 o'clock Eastern time with replays in the days that follow on the ISC Sports Network. Alongside Bob Stambazzi, Greg Rakestraw with you. It is State Champs Indiana Extra Point presented by Lawrence Technological University. We have looked back at week seven. We now look forward at week number eight. And uh, in 6A, well, Warren Central and Carmel is the place that generally deserves that we will start there. However, that's the game that I will have on Friday night on ISC. So we will get there at the very tail end of the show. Let's go to your neck of the woods, Dwinger and Snyder. Again, Snyder 6A, Dwinger 5A, but both are teams that we think can make a difference come playoff time. Uh, these two SAC teams uh, at the top up there with uh, with Homestead, as usual, had to be expected. Uh, two teams, one team likes to throw a little bit more than the other. So I think you look at the speed that Snyder's going to come at Dwinger with, but gosh, Dwinger's so physical with their defense, and they got Braden uh, uh, at quarterback back there throwing. He hits everybody in stride, it seems like every time I see him. So that is going to be a great matchup in the sack this Friday night. In 5A, Cathedral, again, should be number three in the state uh, after their victory against Trinity. If not bumped up at all, I don't think they would catch New Pal or Valpo uh, from a polling standpoint. So the Irish at number three. Take on Burbuff. Burbuff ranked in 3A. They were number six a week ago. Burbuff lost their opener in, ha- in uh, somewhat uh, handily fashion to uh, Chittard. They have since rattled off six consecutive wins. But for Mick Ressler, this is going to be a test because Cathedral, as we have talked about, are really, really good. Well, as you say, down, down, around. Well, up in Fort Wayne, they called the Battle of the Bishops. So now this is going to be a, <laughs> a, a big test in, in Indianapolis when these two just flat hook up. And you think now everybody's playing their best football right now. In Class 4A, Evansville Central just knocked off Memorial. Now they get to play host to Modern Day. Mike Gable's team, one of the most highly rated teams in 2A. Their defense has been the calling card for Modern Day by their lofty standards. Their down year was last year. Modern Day is a team that not many folks are talking about. Don't be surprised they make a run through the southern half of the bracket in 2A. Did you say Modern Day? Exactly. I think that's all you got to say. It's Modern Day. They got a great tradition down there, and they uh, really live up to that. A cross-class uh, matchup, but basically the game that is for the uh, Mid-Southern Conference Championship, a pair of undefeated teams. Silver Creek, that is in 4A, 7-0. Brownstown Central, that is in 3A, 7-0. Again, Silver Creek for many years was the largest school in the state that did not play football. They've had varsity football really for about a decade at this point, and here they are at 7-0 to start the season. But again, they got to go to Brownstown. That won't be easy. No, and I did not know that that was the largest school that yep. football in the state of Indiana. But where have they come from? Well, evidently they got an outstanding coaching staff and a lot of great kids playing football and outstanding athletes. All right, uh, to Class 2 way we go now. Western Boone at Danville. And again, this is a team that lost in week number two. We haven't talked about Justin Pelly's team all that much. Here they are now at 6-1. and one. They've got some key pieces back from that state champ. I reference modern day in 2A. Don't sleep on the stars in 2A either. Yeah, we were really good. Uh, uh, they're just back where they need to be, playing great football this time of the season. Triton Central at Beach Grove. That is also a big game. Triton Central just lost a tough one to Cecina 8-7 last week. Beach Grove up in 4A, but again, one of the better teams in the Indiana Crossroads Conference. For a second year in a row, Sheridan and Eastern are going to play. 
for their championship in the Hoosier Heritage Conference. Sheridan is 5-2 and two and lost to Seeger last week. However, both of Sheridan's losses have come from teams that are outside of their conference as each of these two teams are 5-0 and oh, league championship on the line on Friday night. I remember when Eastern was the doorstep. I mean, they just did yep. not play very well. They got great athletes right now playing outstanding football up in Greentown. This will be an outstanding football game. Well, Josh Edwards has done a fantastic job as the head coach at Eastern. They have hung their head on defense the last couple of years, and they were a team that you know, the old Mid-Indiana Conference uh, that has since broken up and, and sent teams into like three different leagues right. at this point. That league was kind of, the departure was hastened by the fact that both Eastern and Taylor said, hey, we got to find schools that are closer to our size. That is what Eastern has done, and their fortunes in football have turned around immediately. And look at their defensive stats. So overall, giving up 59 points on the season in conference play, just 28. So this will be an interesting match. Oh, wait, who are they playing? What's that Bud's guy's name? I mean, this is going to be a lot of fun how he matches up. 100 games during his coaching <laughs> career. Other game we want to make sure we get to from the smaller classifications, Adam Central and Bluffton. Both teams are 6-1 and one on the season. Adam Central lost their big rival two weeks ago in yeah. South Adams. These two teams fighting it out for second place in the league. And they are backdoor uh, really players here because they, they're about 15 miles apart. Yep. Uh, they know each other, let's say. This will be an interesting uh, uh, ball game on the turf at Bluffton. So there you go again. Now that's a look around some of the key games coming up in week number eight. And as you can tell, a lot of games with conference championship implications on the line all across the state of Indiana. For recruiting implications, we turn it over to Alan True from 24-7 Sports. This is Alan True from 24-7 Sports with this week's State Champs Recruit Report. And we're going to start in Charlestown with running back Marion Luke as he made a change in his recruitment. He was committed to Eastern Kentucky, but switched to Central Michigan after the Chippewas offered him a scholarship. And they did so for good reason. Luke's rushed for nearly 3,000 yards and 29 touchdowns as a junior and is on pace to do the same this year. 5 foot 10, 180 pounds. He's also filling the stat sheet on the defensive side of the ball, showing his toughness and versatility. The Chippewas are becoming more of a force in the state of Indiana, and they offered a scholarship to a junior in the state, Lafayette Jefferson defensive tackle Peyton Price. Price is a 6'2", 298-pound run plugger. This is his first FBS offer. The Chippewas continue to look to make their mark in the Hoosier State. Finally, Indianapolis Pike defensive end Kyron Montgomery is one of the state's top juniors and added another Power 5 offer as the Maryland Terrapins offered him a scholarship this week. The Terps now join Indiana, Purdue, and Iowa on the 6'4", 215-pound Montgomery's list. For this week's State Champs Recruit Report, I'm Alan Troop. I've always been really good at math and science, and I knew I wanted to work in healthcare, but not as a doctor. So I chose Lawrence Tech's biomedical engineering program. I've pushed myself to take internships like this one at a hospital in an orthopedic research lab. Thanks to Lawrence Tech's unique hands-on style of education, I'm graduating with a published research paper and a job. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back on State Champs Indiana Extra Point. Greg Rakestraw, Bob Stambazzi with you. As always, we are presented by Lawrence Technological University. Time now for our Spotlight segment. We could call this the Charlie Spiegel segment. 
Pretty every much. week. We just, yeah. you know, because the, the numbers will, will sound the same. He had six touchdowns in New Pal's 63 nothing win against Shelbyville. He has 29 touchdowns on the season. Last year, I think he finished just shy of 70. I honestly think the running clock rule has taken some touchdowns away from this kid, but that's okay. He's got 149 for his career. <laughs> When, one big thing that I look at with this this kid who is just a special, special student-athlete here yep. in a great state of Indiana is how much would he really have if they didn't get such a big lead? And I right. know you talk about the running clock, but there's class ag down there, and he's got to come out of the game. And, and so I've always wondered, when you look at student-athletes like this, the records they set, where would they really be if they had a full game to play? And, and, and now, sorry about that, yeah. Bob, now, now the question is, again, it's not even if. When does he get to ten thousand yards for his career? He's about it. He's I think he's over nine thousand at this yeah. point. Yeah, uh, I my guess. Yeah. Seriously, I'm going to say it. Uh, regional final, somewhere around that line. I think the regional hit is ten grand. That'd be Cathedral. So Irish, just so you know, you're, you're, you're on the lookout for that. Uh, let's talk about Chase Ketterer, senior quarterback at New Prairie. We referenced the fact how huge win they had uh, against Penn on Friday night. Rushed the ball 38 times, 165 yards. He is averaging 8.9 yards per carry and his 20 rushing touchdowns in the season, second to the guy we just talked about. You look at a kid like this coming out of New Prairie, and i got to go back to coach again. He prepares his student-athletes so well for the opposition to be able to do what he needs to do to be successful. All right, we referenced earlier in the show a guy that's a multiple-sport athlete and looked good, the quarterback uh, at uh, Homestead. Yep. The next two guys we're talking about are guys that are multi-sport stars. Cam Jordan for Cathedral plays three sports at Cathedral. Football, basketball, baseball. Uh, and he'll be a starting guard on the basketball team for Jason Delaney this year. He was a star uh, for Bill Peebles on Friday night in that huge victory over Louisville Trinity. He had a touchdown catch of one yard. He had a touchdown catch of 74 yards, eight catches in total for 124 yards. I love the fact that a kid that puts in the effort literally 12 months a year gets rewarded. No doubt about it. They are student-athletes, and it's tough to accomplish all this and, and do well in a classroom, but this kid – puts his nose out there and has success, and there's a reason why. Ryan Lazan at Southport last year was the star-wide receiver uh, with his quarterback uh, playing now at Ball State from a year ago, going from one type of Cardinals <laughs> to the other. So Ryan slides over from wide receiver to quarterback. He went 17 of 24, 330 yards, and five touchdowns, including two, three of those to Matthew Munoz. Both those kids play football and basketball at Southport High School. They beat Terre Haute North to the Cardinals 40 to 14. 300 yards. I yeah. mean, when you start For a guy throwing, that's a one year starter at quarterback yeah, you, because he was he was a wide receiver until this that's year. That's what I'm going 300 yards. Where's that arm been all of his life? I mean, you look at him, just an athlete. I mean, that's what you have to look at with this young man. Somewhere, Steve Sunderland, who was the wide receiver for Rex Grossman <laughs> for three years, is nodding his head, seeing, see, I told you I could have done something like that. Tyrus Martin from Martinsville had to fill in for the starter at quarterback for the Artesians. So he proceeds to go 35 of 50 for 305 yards, including the game winner in the final minutes as Martinsville beats Perry Meridian. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just wow. It's fun as, you, as I listen to you talk about these kids, what they're doing today. First varsity start, throw the ball 50 times. Good luck with that. Unbelievable. Have at it. And finally, Houston Swan of Eastern Hancock, 22 of 32 for 307 yards. Big win for Eastern Hancock over Monroe Central. Yeah. Eastern Hancock, I think, will be in the 2A polls this week. 
I would think so. Yep. <laughs> yes. 27 touchdowns for wow. Houston on the season, 68% completion percentage, and just shy of 1,900 passing yards, which is good for third in the state. So there you go, our spotlight segment highlighting some of the great individual performances across the state of Indiana in week number seven. Before we go any farther, let's clue you in what's going to happen this week on the uh, State Champs Indiana flagship program that you can see on Fox Sports Indiana multiple times during the course of the week, debuting on Sunday morning. And for that, here's Lauren Plant. Thanks, Greg. This week on State Champs, Warren Central at Carmel. Can the Greyhounds pull this one out? Or will it be a repeat of last year's state final? That's our main event. Cathedral at Bree Bluff, Lewis Cass at Hamilton Heights. Some Fort Wayne and Terre Haute area action too. All this week on State Champs High School Sports Show. Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Fox Sports Midwest. And throughout the week on Fox Sports Indiana. I'm on the Blue Devil football team, and that's a great place to be because other colleges wouldn't let me be both a football player and a nursing student. And just because I'm a dog on the field doesn't mean I can't take care of people. And man, do I love people. The small class size at LTU give me awesome access to my nursing professors. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Back for a final time here on State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University. Again, alongside Bob Stambazzi, Greg Rakestraw with you. Thanks to Chris Landis and Greg Mash behind the scenes. This is where you can find our games for this week. Bob, where are you going to be on Friday night? Well, the My Bash Sports Network and 105.9 The Bash will be at Southwood High School as the Knights host the Rochester Zebras. And yep. We're not going to play on that right now. Why not? No. Probably. See, fans from Southwood can say the Zebras are like stacking up 16 to 11 against us. Here we go. The five officials. This is where here Bob's been an official for this, a long no. time. This is my way of gigging him just here a little we, here bit. Here we go. All right. Eat, okay. Let, let, we'll, we'll, we'll get the uh, low-hanging fruit from a humor standpoint out of the way. Are you going to take this on the road? No, we see it right here in the okay. studio <laughs> on a regular basis. Uh, Southwood's a really good football team. Playing up in class, but still Southwood the favorite in this one. you got to look at Southwood uh, being the favorite here, but the thing you also have to look at, uh, they're going to come in. Rochester will be coming in with four backs that are big backs. One of them is almost 300 pounds. They're a big fullback. Uh, two fullbacks in there for, as they interchange them out, uh, almost 600 yards apiece. So two running backs over 300. That means they're not going to throw the ball much, and Southwood will stack, pack, and rack and come out from short. All right, so you can borrow this stat on the My Bash Sports Network. It's from the My Rake Sports Network. Whoa. There are four undefeated teams right now in 1A. Southwood is one of those. Correct. Lutheran being one, West Washington being one, and South Adams being the other yes. of that group. So there you go. Feel free to run with that. I'll, I'll run with it's it all day. Be but better than I'm my old. I don't run very fast. Better than my zebra line, apparently. Where <laughs> uh, I will be on Friday night will be on the ISC Sports Network, as per usual. And again, Carmel and Warren Central. And again, Warren, because they play Center Grove in week number one, they are done with conference play as of this game. We went to last Friday with four teams having one loss in league action, but one in Warren, a half game ahead of the rest. Now we are down to three teams in the MIC that have one loss. That would be North Central, Ben Davis, who play mm -hmm. each other in week number nine, and then Warren. So Warren can clinch a share of the conference championship with a victory at Carmel. And how about Carmel? You just played Ben Davis in week number seven. Who comes around the corner? Warren Central in week number eight. Uh, 
just a brutal schedule in that conference when yep. you're that big 6A program, all 6As. But uh, that's just brutal. Have to turn right around and come after Warren Central. It's going to be interesting, really. We must have done something right as far as talking about our big games to preview because here is the list of places state champs will be focusing on on Friday night. Warren Central and Carmel. That makes sense. Yeah. Cathedral and Brebuff. We've got that on the ISC Sports Network as well. Lewis Cass and Hamilton Heights. Kingsman should bounce back against the Heights program yeah. that is struggling in that one. And then we referenced Weibo. They are playing at Danville. Huge Sagamore Athletic Conference game on Friday night. Danville's not what they were a couple of years ago. They're still a really quality football team. Weibo is going to have to go up there and play the game, and that is just going to be an interesting uh, battle because if they don't show up, uh, there's going to be an issue. Up there, down there, over there. Stop by the Mulberry Cafe, by the way, when you're on your way to go watch the game in Danville. My friend, a pleasure. Uh, you'll be with the younger, slimmed down, more handsome model of me next week and Mark Forrester. I'll miss you terribly. I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah, you and Mickey and Goofy are all be having a good time, right? Goofy has largely been associated well, with me for, well, pretty much the entirety of my life. For Bob Stambazzi, this is Greg Rakestraw. Thanks for watching. It's State Champs Indiana Extra Point presented by Lawrence Technological University. <laughs>